Please raise your hand if you aspire to be a husband someday, or if you already are a husband. Thank you, because it's you, gentlemen, who this homily is for today. The theme of the homily is this, three steps to becoming an amazing husband. Three steps to becoming an amazing husband. Now, before I begin, I have to talk about two footnotes. The first footnote is this. Don't worry, guys, about taking notes today. If you should forget one of these steps a week from now, a month from now, even a year from now, I'm pretty sure every single woman in Mass today will be happy to help us out. <laughs> the second footnote is this. I've been married to my lovely wife almost 40 years, and I don't have this figured out either, so let's make this journey together. The first step to becoming an amazing husband is found in today's first reading. This reading from Proverbs tells us a story about a wise queen mother who's giving advice to her young son, son the king. In this particular case, King Lemuel, Lemuel. Now, Lemuel is mentioned a couple times in Proverbs, but history doesn't seem to know who he is. So the Romans have, sorry, the, the Jewish population have concluded that this could be the mother, queen mother of Bathsheba, the wife of King David, speaking to her young son, King Solomon. Whoever it is, this queen mother is a wise woman and she's giving wise advice to her son. A couple of verses before today's reading, she warns him about the pitfalls of strong drink. And she reminds him, as a king, he has responsibility to care for the poor and be a champion for the needy. And then today, she advises him about a wife. She says, when one finds a worthy wife, her value is far beyond pearls. Her husband, entrusting his heart to her, has an unfailing prize. She brings him good, not evil, all the days of her life. When I read that first reading from Proverbs, what came to mind was Genesis 2, the creation of the world. And we know from our readings of Genesis that with everything that God did, it got better. And the very last creation, therefore, is his best. And the very last creation is woman. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and while he slept, took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. The success of this first step to becoming an amazing husband is to realize that we are not the kingpin. The world does not revolve around us like maybe we think it does. In fact, at best, we are second in God's eyes of this creation. 
His greatest creation is your wife, your mother, your daughters, your sisters, all women in all times. Gentlemen, the first step to becoming an amazing husband is to truly know in your heart that woman is God's crown jewel of creation. Be humbled by that fact. The second step to becoming an amazing husband is found in today's gospel. In this reading from Matthew, we hear the story of a man going on a long journey, and he calls his servants, and he entrusts to them his possessions. One he gives five talents, another two, and a third one. Now, we do not know the exact value of a talent, because a talent to a first century Jew was not a currency, it was rather a weight. It was a weight of a precious something, possibly gold, silver, or copper. But whatever it was, we know that a single talent was of great value. So once again, as we listen to this gospel, we know that this is a parable about the kingdom of God. God is the landowner, we are the servants. The talents are the qualities that God has given you and me. Our life, our breath, our being, our skills, our competencies, everything is a gift from God. The journey that this master takes signifies the journey and the duration of our life. His unexpected return signifies our death. And the settling of accounts is our judgment day. In short, we are the stewards entrusted with God's property. Everything we have is a gift from God. We own nothing. And one day he will come back and he will ask us a couple questions. First, he'll ask, were you a good steward of my property? Then he'll ask, were you a virtuous man? The catechism tells us that virtue is a habit of doing good. There are many virtues, including prudence, justice, temperance, and fortitude. Fortitude is the one that rings true today for us. For fortitude means courage and bravery. It's the ability and the willingness to confront fear, pain, danger, uncertainty, or intimidation. In Hebrew, sorry, it, we are again reminded of the reading out of Second Genesis. In verse 15, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to till and keep it. In Hebrew, the word keep it is shamar. It means to guard and protect. This takes courage. This takes bravery. This takes fortitude. Gentlemen, the masculinity of our nature points us to fortitude. Fortitude. 
It is our call. It is our mission. It is our responsibility to shamar the garden. And the garden is not just our home or our family, but it's our city, it's our society, it's the world. We must guard this world and keep it safe from discrimination, sexual harassment, pornography, prostitution, sex trafficking, and anything that harms our women or children. Gentlemen, the second step to becoming an amazing husband is to be a truly virtuous man, most especially to Shamar to stand firm and guard the garden with great fortitude. The third step to becoming an amazing husband is found here, on the cross. St. Paul said to the Ephesians, husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for it. Jesus says to all of us, follow me. And I'm like, yes, Jesus, I'm ready to follow you all the way until I realize it means the cross. And when we look upon this crucifix, we see that Jesus was stripped naked. He had no loincloth to cover him. He could not cover himself because his hands were nailed to the cross. He was not only stripped of his clothes, but he was stripped of all honor, power, and wealth. The very things that we strive for our whole life. He had none of that. Now we know that Jesus was fully God and fully man. He's just like us in every way except sin. So when those thorns pierced his head and the lashes cracked across his back, and the nails penetrated his feet, he felt the pain of every man, the same pain that you and I would feel if that injustice was done to us. There was no divine protection for him on the cross. Yet he did it. He died on that cross solely out of love. Now this love is incomprehensible to us because it's so great. Gentlemen, the third step is the most difficult step. It is to love unconditionally. It is to love enough to be willing to lay down your life for someone, especially women. So the three steps to becoming an amazing husband, humbled by the dignity of women, be brave enough to protect the garden. And be a holy man of great love. So let me conclude with this. If you raised your hand at the beginning of this homily, please raise them again. This time, point your palm to Jesus on the cross. We'll all close our eyes and pray. Lord Jesus, you know we are inflicted with concupiscence. We all have a human nature that is weak and inclined to commit sin. We ask you, Lord, to bring your light into our darkened intellect 
so that we might truly understand who your crown jewel is. We ask you, Lord, to bring strength to our weakened will so that we might become virtuous men, especially men of great fortitude. We ask you, Lord, to bring control of our passions so that we can love you like you love. Lord, time is short. Come help us now so that when our time is up, you will say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen.